This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, September 10th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Dems set to move billions in ag spending. Airlines raise biofuel stakes. And Packer gets Biden shout out. House Ag debates spending package. The House Ag Committee is set to debate legislation today that would provide major increases in spending for agricultural research, clean energy, and conservation programs. The committee released its draft measure uh, yesterday without the conservation title, providing nearly $8 billion for research and $18 billion for rural development, much of which is earmarked for renewable energy. The biofuels industry welcomed the inclusion of $960 million for upgrading pumps and tanks and addressing other infrastructure needs. Now, keep in mind, the ag provisions will be folded into a $3.5 trillion budget reconciliation bill. But a key Senate Democrat, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, has reportedly said he won't support a measure anywhere near that size. Airline industry ups ante on biofuel demand. The airline industry is raising the stakes in the battle for future of biofuels. In concert with the White House, the airlines introduced yesterday the, what they are setting as a new goal of using 3 billion gallons of renewable jet fuel by 2030. That's a 50% increase from the 2 billion gallon target the industry announced in March. The airlines are competing for the same feedstocks, including soybean oil, that are needed for renewable diesel. Airlines for America, which represents the industry, is appealing to Congress to enact a tax credit of up to $2 a gallon for sustainable aviation fuel, or SAF. Keep in mind, with the Glasgow Climate Summit looming in November, The Biden administration is working to show progress on meeting its pledge to have U.S. greenhouse gas emissions by 2030. By the way, the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals has refused to reconsider its ruling striking down the Trump administration's approval of year-round E-15 sales. The Renewable Fuels Association, Growth Energy, and the National Corn Growers Association said the decision, quote, threatens our nation's rural economy and progress on moving toward a clean energy future. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Today's Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, a powerful advocate in Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. We believe environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Biden cites Tyson in announcing new vax mandates. Tyson Foods vaccination requirement got a shout out from President Biden yesterday when he announced new vax requirement for federal employees, federal contractors and businesses with 100 or more employees. Tyson is requiring all employees to be vaccinated by November 1st, recently offered paid sick leave to those who do so. 
Biden mentioned Tyson and other private employers in his announcement, and the White House noted that the vaccination rate at the company has increased from less than 50% to nearly three-fourths since the requirement was announced in August. The failure of 80 million Americans, a distinct minority of about 25% of Americans to get vaccinated, is wrecking havoc on hospitals, Biden said, where beds are occupied with the unvaccinated, leaving no room for patients with other life-threatening ailments. Rain improves drought conditions in some Midwestern states. Recent rainfall in the central and northern plain states has brought relief to some drought-stricken areas. Areas of Iowa, Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Nebraska have seen one to four inches of rainfall, and eastern Kansas has seen as much as seven inches of rain. Some western portions of those states are still short of water. According to U.S. Drought Monitor, states in the west are still predominantly dry, although heavy rains have brought some relief to parts of Arizona, New Mexico, and Utah. Government sued over H-2A enforcement. A New Jersey orchard owner is challenging the authority of the administrative law judges to impose fines on employers for H-2A violations. In a lawsuit filed in a federal court, Sun Valley Orchards is fighting a $550,000 penalty, asserting that Congress didn't authorize the Labor Department's administrative law judge to adjudicate cases involving alleged violations of H-2A regulations. The Institute for Justice, a libertarian group representing the company, says the majority of the amount was because their paperwork did not use the right language to describe the otherwise legal meal plan the farm offered workers. The lawsuit also claims the fine is excessive. Slaughterhouse discharge limits may tighten. The Environmental Protection Agency is considering revising wastewater discharge limits for meat slaughter facilities, citing high levels of nutrients and other chemicals. The meat poultry sector discharges the highest phosphorus levels and second highest nitrogen levels of all industrial categories, EPA said in a plan released yesterday. The existing effluent guidelines apply to about 300 of the estimated 7,000 meat and poultry facilities nationwide, the plan said. In addition, the current guidelines only apply to facilities that directly discharge wastewater to surface waters, EPA said. They do not include pretreatment standards for the facilities that indirectly discharge via publicly owned treatment works. Vilsack counsels patients on biofuel COVID relief. USDA is finalizing plans for $700 million that will be distributed to biofuel producers as compensation for pandemic-related losses. This week, USDA has released similar amounts for farm and food industry workers and for food processors. We're doing the best we can to try to move these things forward, Vilsack told reporters yesterday about the biofuel industry funding. Here's today's She Said It. Mr. Vilsack should get out of Washington, D.C. and talk to regular, everyday people. 
I invite him to come to Nebraska and meet with farmers, ranchers, and small business owners to hear how a second death tax like this would affect them. That Senator Deb Fisher, a Nebraska Republican, in a tweet criticizing Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack's defense of a proposal to tax capital gains at death. In an op-ed for the Wall Street Journal, Vilsack said it's unfair that under current law, his children won't have to pay tax on farmland he owns that's worth $2 million. When he acquired the acreage, it was valued at 191000 Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, September 10th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.